All right. So it's uh, it's about 4.30 on a Sunday, and I've got a guy in here that I just met five minutes ago, and uh, he was referred by a good friend of mine, LV, Lauren Viscarella. I love the way she says her last better name. better pronounce it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it's a guy, whenever I checked out his Instagram, I said, holy shit, this dude is probably literally the most eligible bachelor in Houston. And uh, it's because he just finished his residency a couple of months ago. And I saw in your Insta that you were on the field at the Dynamo last night. So I'm sure you're going to provide a ton of insight into what you were doing there (laughs) and what you're doing as a career. But introduce yourself, man. What's your name? How old are you? What's your dating status? Where do you live? Just give us the little 20-second elevator pitch. Yeah, so uh, I'm RJ Turner, born and raised Houston, Texas. Uh, I am 32, just turned 32 a couple weeks ago, July 7th, for anybody who wants to know that in the future. Um, <laughs> if you want to send them a birthday <laughs> gift next yeah, year. Okay. Um, dating status, I am single. Uh, I've been single now for about like, I guess it's been since November of last year, so about eight months, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I live downtown. Um, heart of the city, loved it. Used to live in the med center, which got kind of uh, repetitive, you could say, working there, living there, doing everything there. So as soon as I finished med school, I jetted downtown and I've been there ever since. There you go. What, when did you move downtown? So, man, I moved downtown uh, to a spot called Sky House that used to be a really popular place a couple years ago, five years ago, actually. Yeah. So I've been there ever since, um, figured I'd stay there through residency. Um, and then once I finished my fellowship in a year, uh, probably, I don't know what I want to do. I know I want to move for sure. But is that a townhome? Is that another high rise in Think about all the money you could have made, man, in the last five years. Yeah, I know. If you would have put that money into a house, bro, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I know. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. Well, you know, don't turn it into another five years. A lot of people are thinking that the market is high right now and they don't want to buy. But I'll tell you, man, I don't think it's going down anytime soon. So, yeah. uh, so you did allude to uh, you living in the med center. Yeah. Um, I know because I stalked your Insta that you're an actual doctor. You went to med school. You said you graduated five years. You've been in residency. Yep. Um, tell me why you went to medical school and what type of practice you know are you in? Man, so as, as cliche as it sounds, um, I come from a family, uh, I guess you could say, of doctors. My dad's an OB-GYN down in Clear Lake. Um, my uncle's an OB-GYN up in the Klein area. And then I have another cousin who's also an OB-GYN in the Woodlands. Um, but I got into medicine because I really didn't know much of anything else. I was an athlete growing up. <laughs> I didn't know um, much of anything yeah, else. Yeah, I was an athlete growing it up. It was my fallback <laughs> career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I played every possible sport I could. I had hoop dreams just like everybody else. And I literally told people, I was like, hey, I'm going to play professional basketball. I didn't think I was like good enough to be in the NBA or anything like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, overseas, some type of basketball career. Or I'm going to be a doctor. That was just the only two things I mm-hmm. knew. Um, to be honest, I was a terrible student. Like, wow. Up, I just, I had common sense. Um, I guess I was naturally smart, so it got me through the classes. But mm-hmm. it's not like I was actively studying whatsoever. I used to sleep all the time in class. I would, <laughs> I mean, it was literally sports. It was wake up, sports, go to sleep, sports. Um, and so... When the basketball career, I mean, actually, I like I dislocated my shoulder my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. That kind of killed like recruiting stuff. 
Um, I was between three different schools, which is so random. Um, Pepperdine in California to be a walk-on basketball player. No, I have I've know of Pepperdine. It's like 83% women. Yeah. So that probably would have been a good school to go to. Um, and then the other random one was like Morehouse, which is like a historically black college mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And then the third one was Vanderbilt, which was not to play basketball. Mm-hmm. It was just to attend school mm-hmm. and do whatever. So um, – I didn't go to Pepperdine because it just didn't seem like it was for me. Uh, you know, a lot of they were talking about, like, oh, you can store your surfboard and things like that. And I was like, well, <laughs> That's what their that. selling points are. Yeah, for sure. you know, yeah. growing up in Houston, Texas, football, football, football. They had no football there, um, so that was kind of like I put that off to the side. Morehouse was too small of a school for me, so didn't go there. And then I went to Vanderbilt, and then you know they got. Big frat scene, big yep. sorority scene. Um, Nashville, kept... if, if memory serves. Yeah, Nashville's a great city. Yeah. Um, uh, I've got a couple of employees that went to ba- Vanderbilt, and yeah. they both bitch about how much they had to pay for out-of-state tuition. So I'm sure that wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was not easy. Um, and then, so I didn't play basketball in college. I mean, I tried out for the team, yep. made all the cuts, and they gave me and my actually my best friend to this day the same response. Hey, if somebody gets hurt. We'll give you a call. And so yeah, yeah. At that point, it was kind of <laughs> you're just, welcome to to participate at the practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Practices. So at that point, yeah. it was kind of a huge fuck you. So yeah, I like, gave up on the hoop dreams, and I, I would, I, the the right answer is I focused on school, but yeah. I didn't. Um, well, I man, I can I can totally relate. <laughs> I was that same kid whenever I was in high school. Uh, never made a B, straight A's, didn't yeah. have to study, just naturally gifted and smart. And then I showed up to college, and it was like, holy shit, because nobody was holding me accountable to, like, literally, go to class. Literally. And when you're not going to class, and, you know, I'm 37, so this kind of predates the whole everything being online yeah. and you being able to game the system. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so I think little known fact, um, I actually didn't finish school myself. I uh, started making hundred grand a year when I was 24. Nice. And I was in sales for a, a reseller of DirecTV and Dish Network, and I yeah. just never looked back, man. Started my first company at 25. Nice, man. Uh, started my second company at 28, and here we are, man. Fast forward nine years later. So Dope. Let but- me ask you this, man. So... You just started uh, practicing. You're right out of residency, right? Yeah. Um, you didn't give me any insight into the type of practice that you do. You said that your whole family is OBGYNs, <laughs> and so is your face going to be buried in <laughs> vagina for the rest of your life? So, no, I actually ended up uh, – I actually wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon the entire time. Okay. But, you know, to be frank, my grades were not good enough in med mm-hmm. school, um, so I actually ended up doing a year of general surgery – um, general surgery was terrible. Like I gained 30 pounds. I wasn't happy. I was never off. I had mm-hmm. no social life, which for me is a huge deal. So I ended up after my first year of general surgery, I switched over to family medicine. Okay. Finished that out. And then I was like, well, man, how do I get back to what I was genuinely happy with, which is sports. Okay. Um, so now I'm doing a, what they call a sports medicine fellowship in primary care sports medicine. So it's literally the non-operative side of sports medicine. So, you know, you think about team physicians and things Mm -hmm. like that. Well, your athlete gets sick. They get a cold. They Mm -hmm. get stomach bug. They get all these So not physical therapy type stuff. It is kind of physical therapy. Like Uh you'll refer your patients to physical therapy, but Mm -hmm. I'm not in the operating room fixing Mm -hmm. broken bones or anything like that. Um, So that's, you know, I'll finish my fellowship June of next year and then I'll be officially done with everything. So... It's really like an extra year of training to mm-hmm. subspecialize. Interesting. And so what does the 20-year vision of your career look like? Because I'm wondering, are you going to be like the team doctor of 
of the Rockets or the Texans <laughs> or the Dynamo. And whenever they need an orthopedic specialist, they bring them in. Yeah. And so you're always at the games and you're courtside, right? Or are you going to like start a family medicine practice? Yeah. What does that look like? So my goal is to probably join a practice um, that's already established. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad has a private practice and I've kind of seen that side of medicine and those type of things. And I don't really think that's for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize is the team physicians, it's kind of just like a volunteering your time type of deal where you get to attend the games and things like that, but you're not getting paid anything extra. Sometimes they give you a stipend and mm-hmm. things like that, but it's more so the title like, hey, I'm this physician. So my mentors actually are the team physicians for the Dynamo, the Texans, the Rockets, yep. and all these things. So yeah, my long-term goal is to hopefully just kind of continue on what I'm doing keep learning from them and hopefully they bring me along but um you know it is a who you know type of type yeah. of business <laughs> uh so i just gotta just gotta keep grinding but I, I think understood it'll, I understood think so do you see yourself dating a medical professional i know a lot of the doctors uh or i'm sorry a lot of the nurses that yeah. i know <laughs> they hook up with doctors they're usually married but yeah uh, but <laughs> that's a whole nother. yeah <laughs> But uh, do you see yourself dating a nurse or a physician or somebody in the medical profession? Man, so my my viewpoint on that changed tremendously over the last, like, four or five years. So initially, I said, hell no, absolutely not. Okay. You know, being in the medical professional stressed enough stress within itself mm-hmm. that I didn't want to be with somebody else who took on those exact same stresses. Mm-hmm. Now... She would bring that mood home. Yeah. She would expect you to just understand exactly. because you in the industry. So, but, you know, the older I get, it, it, I really started to learn that I appreciated when you, I would talk to nurses or other doctors or physician assistants, NPs, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they kind of understood like what you went through mm-hmm. on a daily basis. So, I mean, there is that connection. So, I mean, that's a pro um, of, you know, you talking yeah. to a, another healthcare physician, especially nowadays with all this COVID nonsense and all that stuff going on. I mean, that's daily conversations that yeah. you just don't even want to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> no, like for me, I, I was married to an engineer for a little over nine years. Yeah. We were together for almost 12. And I found that it was frustrating that she really didn't understand business. Yeah. Right? I mean, she didn't even know how to spell P&L. Yeah. Right? Um, but with that being said, I mean, there was definitely some pros because, you know, we didn't have to bring work home and talk about that all day. Too, exactly. Right? So I totally feel that there's pros and cons from both sides. So you said that you were in a relationship that ended in November. Yeah. Um, how long was that relationship? Um, was she a medical <laughs> professional? Uh, and, and, you know, why didn't it work out? man? So she, uh, we were together for like two and a half years, okay. uh, give or take. And she was not a medical professional, but she mm-hmm. was technically kind of in the uh, medical industry, okay. I guess you could say. Sure. Um, didn't work out. You know, what I've learned recently. I see a grin on your face. <laughs> what I've You're learned, like, i got to answer this very politically yeah. correctly. Yeah. Well, no, but you, you know what I learned uh-huh. a lot recently is like relationships, which you probably know yourself, is a lot about timing. Mm-hmm. Um, even careers, all that stuff. Life is about timing. Um, I had a, a bunch of great relationship, probably the best girlfriend I ever had dead ass. Uh, but last year I had a bunch of shit going on. I had no idea where I'd be for my fellowship. I yep. mean, I, I legit almost moved to Fontana, California, a little outside of LA for my fellowship. Okay. I was also considering Miami. 
Um, so you start talking about those stresses on a relationship and what that looks like and things like that. And then I had family things going on. And then, you know, you start having all these issues and you put the relationship on the back burner and it, it took a backseat to everything. So yeah. the relationship just kind of went south um, over a while. And, and so you're almost kind of admitting that it was induced by you. And maybe absolutely. Taking your eye off the prize. A- absolutely. Okay. Um, and that's something, you know, I knew uh, when, you know, we ended things. I, I, mm-hmm. I straight up told her, I was like, look. You know, I legit and I'm in a position where I'm not treating this relationship like I should. Mm -hmm. So let me handle my stuff. We're either going to come back and this is going to be a great thing or we're going to move on and decide this wasn't for us. So, so man, that's that's very mature of you to admit that. Um, Do you guys still follow each other on social media or do you find it was healthier to to unfollow. So that's that's one thing with me and any girl I've ever dated. I've always said there's no point in me burning bridges or anything because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I used to be a really bad player when I was younger. But <laughs> this was a relationship where I was not that person. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what, regardless, like, I wanted to stay friends. Now, of course, you know, when you first initially end things, that's mm-hmm. not how it looks. But, yeah, we still follow each other. Um, we still keep in touch every now and then, mm-hmm. um, trying to be as mature as possible about the entire situation. So it's it's not too bad. No, I totally get it. Now now that you have the MD after your name, right? And I know it's been five years. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and now that you're, you know, actually not just <laughs> fucking buried in rotations <laughs> yeah. and residency and all that, do you find that the gold diggers are coming out of the woodwork? Or how does that work? Man, so it was... It was really, really bad in medical school. Interesting. Okay. Um, now, I don't know. So they're if, called cleat chasers when they're athletes. Yeah, so what yeah. What are they called? Doctor chasers? Or is, uh, there, is there a I phrase? Don't, I don't think there's a phrase. <laughs> we can come up with white coat chasers. There we go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, med school, it was worse. Now, I don't know if it was because I was sitting around, like, studying and had a lot more time, like, my face in my phone. Yeah. Um, but I felt like there was a lot of them, like, oh, you're in med school and... You know, I would tell him, like, look, I'm not, I was, like we were talking about earlier, I was going around trying to hook up with every possible girl I was in yep. med school. I was mm-hmm. taking full advantage of it. And then I, they would all have this goal thinking that they would just, like, like flip me. <laughs> they were, they yep. were going to marry me and they were going to start dating me and all these things. Um, but since I finished uh, residency, per se, uh, yeah, there have been a lot of people who have come out of the woodworks. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. And I, <laughs> You know, like we were talking about uh, the Dynamo game yesterday. Now people are hitting me up talking about, oh, look, yeah, everything's going so good for you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's – I guess I have enough experience at this time to tell the gold diggers from the genuine mm-hmm. people, and it's usually the ones who have been supporting me from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, now the gold diggers, I mean, you know – I feel like I have an eye for them. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I try not to give girls their, the entire world when I first meet them, so mm-hmm. they got to work for it. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Our, our guest last time, it was about three weeks ago, uh, he owns a very successful multi-real estate investment firm. Uh-huh. And one of the ways that he weeds out the gold diggers is he takes the girls to Chipotle on a first date. So. <laughs> Well, I don't do that. Yeah, but. he wants to see if they'll self-select out whenever yeah. he proposes that. But anyways, one of the things that I did catch my that did catch my eye when I was on your Instagram, um, kind of prepping before um, this podcast, yeah. was you don't post a lot of thirsty stuff. I no. mean, you know, you you know, you do the trips, and a lot of them you have family in them, but yeah. you know, uh, you know, it's pretty um, you know mature, I would say. 
But one of the commonalities between a lot of your posts is you got your fucking sisters on there. So I'm not going to make a comment about (laughs) me and you maybe becoming brother-in-laws one day, uh, even though I just did. Uh, But have you ever dated your sister's friends or how does that work? I mean, beautiful girls. Yeah. um, So my sister's friends, uh, I've tried to, I I stay away from them. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like they have, they're, my sisters are beautiful. They have Mm -hmm. beautiful friends. Um, But I stay away from them because I just don't even want to. There's there's too many women out there, and for me to go after their friends is just that's oh man, that's awesome to hear you say that. That's like that's savagery. (laughs) I've been I've been very tempted at times, but um, no, I stay away from them. Yeah, just just because it's easy doesn't mean it's always good. And it sounds like uh, you're forecasting something blowing up, and you don't want to jeopardize their friendship. Exactly. Uh, So where do you meet women then, man? So I. I meet women preferably, you know, my, the number one place is Instagram, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not afraid to slide into to girls' DMs. Matter of fact, my last relationship was because I slid into her DMs. Nice. Okay. Um, we got to up your, your photo game then. Dude. Yeah. You're way better looking in person. Um, yeah. Then every now and then I'll dabble in the dating apps type of thing. Yeah. Um, Just depending on how bored you are and how busy you are. Literally. I mean, it used to be a game for me. Like I, I had a real addiction to dating apps when they first came out because it coincidentally was right when I was in medical school. So I had time to do it. Um, nowadays it's, if I'm bored, I'll go wander on there, but I I immediately try to get off that as Mm -hmm. soon as possible just because I don't know. I've, like deep down, I kind of have like a thing against dating. Apps. Sure. So let's say, let's say, so you said you slide into the DMS, right? Yeah. So if you were to slide into a girl's DMS, yeah. what would have stood out on her profile that would make you say, okay, that's somebody that I want to hit up, man. So is, is surface level as it sounds, which I tell people all this all the time. I mean, it's first off, it's their looks. Okay. Uh, if they're attractive, then yeah, it initially grabs my attention. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, based on what they're posting, like if they're posting that they're out all the time and they're just nightlife, 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 going on trips with, yeah, uh, you know, when they're on trips by themselves, apparently. Quite <laughs> quite <laughs> now, you know, there's a dude behind yeah. the lens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, then it's like, eh, I don't know about all that. Okay. Um, then, you know, you see what they do for a career, if they have a career. Sure. Um, Cause you know, it's like, oh, you're going on trips. Well, then how are you paying for all that sure. type of stuff? So I don't know. It's, it's like a multifactorial thing, but you, well, give me some insight, man, because you're saying that those contribute to the decision. So are you saying, okay, I don't like the girls that have, uh, the bottle service every night. Right. Um, I don't like the girls that are taking all the trips solo with yeah. a man behind the lens. Okay. <laughs> and you said something about career. So if they're a doctor, if they're a lawyer, if they have yeah. a very time-intensive career, is that a bad thing or is that a good thing? And so it's actually – a lot of times what I'll do is I'll, I'll hit them up just to see if they fu- should first off respond at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Were you about to say to see if they fuck with me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally, if they yeah. fuck with me or not. Yeah, and, there you go. You know, honestly, if they – I try to keep it short on, like, the DMs. Yeah. I try to, like, save the conversation for, like – a date. a date, yeah. Because okay. then you can get like genuine answers. It's sure, not sure. people hiding behind a text message and things like that. Now, um, so where do you like to go on a first date? Then, so you meet them on there, you ask them out. Where do you go? So I'm a foodie. I love going to restaurants I've never been to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, Ooh, that's tough on a date, though. What it if it's is. a shitty experience? Mm, well, so I like to it. take a girl to a place that I know is going to be mm, good. So be it. <laughs> the other thing I'll do is I'll ask them if they have... Well, so I'll ask them what their favorite food is. Okay. Based on what they say on that answer, then I'll like kind of give them options and yep. let them pick. I always okay. let the girl pick because if you let them pick yeah, and it sucks, smart. then that's on them. <laughs> um, but I found it that girls like the assertiveness of a guy telling them... Hey, we're going to Blue Dorn Tuesday yeah. night, eight thirty. Meet me there. Now, if they if they're playing like hot cold, hot cold with that, then I'll just pick a spot. Okay. Um, I mean, I have like a list in my phone of like fifty restaurants, and I sure. just pick one. Okay. Um, I used to go to Hearsay uh, downtown all the time. Okay. Uh, but I got a bone to pick with them because they used to have bottomless mimosas and I feel like they turned their back on me. When they-, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Oh, he's making money now. We can charge his ass." <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So I'm not really a downtown guy. Yeah. We talked about this before. Yeah. I'm a Heights guy. You know, I dabble on Washington yep. and River Oaks. Um, sometimes the occasional Montrose, right? If you yeah. meet a girl, if I meet a girl online and I don't know if she looks good, right? Because I've never met her in person. I'll take them to outside my neighborhood, right? Just because I don't want to be seen. Yeah, with you exactly. If I'm getting catfished. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but we're for real. Though. Yeah. <laughs> So what are some of the things that girls do? Let's say you just started meeting them, maybe yeah. one or two dates. What are some things that they do that have really impressed you, right? That have, that have caught your attention? Man, and so when I was looking at these, when I was thinking about this, I was like, man, mm-hmm. the one thing that keeps popping up in my head is, so like growing up in, you know, family person, I was always taught like, you know, as a man, you know, you should pay for the dinner, open the girl's car door, things like that. Now, when a girl offers, even though I don't expect her to or want her to, when they offer to pay, not the first date, definitely not, but at some point, offer to pay for anything, it's like my heart is pounding. Interesting. Okay. Because that kind of is a way, and and it could be a complete facade but <laughs> that is one way it's like okay well maybe she's not a gold digger and, yeah you know she's willing to pay for things and now so and do then. you let them or is it a case-by-case basis it's like a case-by-case basis you're now, like i'll let you pay for hop dotty but i'm paying for a fucking steak yeah dinner. yeah exactly okay. like if i take if if i invite you out that's my one rule if okay. i invite you out to dinner and it was my plan i'm paying for it i don't care what you say yeah for sure um now if we go grab because if it's a good date you know you go mm-hmm. out for drinks maybe afterwards then she's like oh then i'll grab the drinks i mean that has been there you go for yeah me. i'll allow that it's like a little for a sure. little balance it doesn't, yeah don't have to be 50 50 yeah but it's just like oh she's willing to at least say because then to me it also kind of shows that she's interested in this continuing on yeah and she's invested absolutely yeah, yeah not only with her time but exactly. monetarily as well so let's talk about the other side of the token. Yeah. When you're talking to a girl and I mean, it could be you guys have already been on a few dates or maybe you're just flirting through Insta yeah. or whatever. How do girls lose you? Man, girls, and this has been the rule from day one, girls lose me immediately when they try to put expectations or like restraints it's before y'all have even had like a second <laughs> You're so right, dude. So you go out and they're like, oh, well, like, I want kids. I want to be married. What are you about? Because I'm not trying to, like, mess with a fuck boy and do all that. It's like, look, can we just, like, enjoy each other's yeah, company? Yeah, exactly. Naturally get to know each other and then just, like, 
let things progress how they should. Yeah. Girls, not I don't want to say girls as a whole, but mm-hmm. there are some girls who it's like, oh, it's been the third date. Like, well, they're taking out that baggage that yeah. have happened from previous dates and relationships, and, and that was literally. They're trying not to waste their fucking time because Literally. they're generalizing us. Literally. I think that they kind of put us in buckets, right? No, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. And they're like, oh, well, this dude did this before. And it's like, look, yeah. you you hate to say this because girls like to say all guys are the same. But I, I literally say this more times than I probably should have to. Yeah. It's like, look, don't put all of us in a category. You can generalize this to a degree. But it's like, look, I'm, I say I'm like, I'm not like every other dude. But I legit mean that. Now, I may not mean every aspect. Yeah, yeah, No, we definitely... still want to get laid and we still want to get paid, <laughs> Yeah, right? exactly. That's probably... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, look, if you want this to go further, then just just have fun. Enjoy the moment. Yeah. And I promise you, if you just enjoy the moment, let things fall naturally, then like it will go somewhere. It usually yeah. does. So I, I started talking to a girl. This was about three weeks ago. Yeah. Took her to Field and Tides on a first date. Second date, she came over, Netflix and chills. She yeah. made it very clear that she wasn't going to hook up. Yeah. Um, and so we hung out twice. And I was feeling it, dude. Yeah. Great young girl, you know, kind of lives in the suburbs. Yeah. And has a great career. And she DM'd me last night, why are you playing games? <laughs> and I said, what? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I know she listens to this podcast and hopefully she's laughing, but she was flagrantly annoyed by the fact that I was posting my friends to my Instagram stories yesterday when we were out, right? We went to Super Rico, we went to La Lucha, we went to Drift, we went to Bungalow, right? And when we're doing cool shit, you know, I'm going to post it to my stories. Uh, and, you know, she hasn't followed me for a long time, so maybe she doesn't know that, you know, uh, Skylar Schaefer is one of my best female friends, right? Most people do. But uh, she was really annoyed, and I'll tell you that that really turned me off, man, because... And is that because when you guys did something, you didn't post it when you were with her, or...? Ooh, maybe. she That's not what she said, but... Well, I mean, so... I think, I think she thought that I was trying to throw it in her face that I was yeah. with other girls, and it was weird. When I post a story, I promise you, if I'm trying to get you specifically to look at it, I'm going to fucking tag you in it. Just drag your handle off the fucking screen. Savage. Yeah. Oh, dude, I do that shit all the time for sure. My goodness. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so you said that you're super family oriented. Yeah. One of the things you didn't say, like you gave your dad props, you gave your uncle props, you gave like your grandfather props, I yeah. think, or your, maybe your other yeah, uncle yeah. that they're all OBGYNs. But both of your sisters are doctors as well, right? Yeah, so my mom was actually, my mom was an ultrasound technician. Okay. So back when my dad was doing residency, this was way back in the day. I mean, he's not that old. He turned 60 this year. But okay. back when he was in residency, he was making a solid ass $16,000 a year <laughs> to be an yeah. OBGYN resident. So my yep. mom was the breadwinner. Now he makes 16 grand a day. So it works <laughs> out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my sisters, they're in medical school. Um, they'll be finishing in the next uh, couple years. And yeah, I, it's kind of funny because I told, after I did medicine and kind of all the hardships I had going yep. through it, I told them, I was like, y'all don't need to do this shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and my dad never pushed us on it either. He yeah. was just kind of just like, you do whatever makes you happy. But like I told you, for me, I just knew one of two things. It yeah. was basketball or medicine. Yeah. My sister's, the middle one, she kind of like, she went to Vanderbilt uh, right after me. She kind of followed in my footsteps a little bit with dance mm-hmm. stuff there and all these things. Mm-hmm. She went into medicine because she enjoyed it. The youngest one, she was the one who said, I'm going to give it one try. Okay. 
Um, she took her MCAT once, did amazing on it, got, <laughs> got into medical school. Like, yeah. We call her the golden child. Yeah, they she was the are. only one who. The youngest ones yeah, usually are. Because yeah. she was the only one who went like high school yeah. middle, or college straight to medical school. Yeah. Me and my other sister had like a couple of, hiccups. So I've got three kids, right? So yeah. with the first one, you're kind of learning. Yeah, literally. Uh, the second one, you're trying to get them to fit into a specific box because of all the mistakes you made with the first one. And then the third one, right, you give them structure, you give them guidance. Now you have all this knowledge, yep. but then you almost kind of just let them figure it out on their own, right? Mm -hmm. And so it almost is like the third one yeah. is usually the golden child. But what I was going to allude to is like family is so important to you. Yeah. And so how much weight do you put if you start talking to a girl and maybe you re realize she doesn't have a good relationship with her yeah. family? Is that a big red flag? It's not a – so, you know, everybody has their own stories with regards to their family. Um, it's not a red flag. I mean, you also you, – you always wonder what happened, like what, mm -hmm. like what, it, what led to this. Um, but, no, mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's – for me, every single girl, nothing – there's no specific situation unless she's, like, homeless, like, has no career, has no motivation, has no, like, yeah. drive to be better. That's the only things that are going to turn me away. If okay. you have things that you can't control, then that's so be it. It's not going to make me be like, mm. I can't talk to you. I can't date you for these reasons. Yeah. I mean, unless know. maybe it's their fault that the reason well, yeah, why yeah, their relationship with the family blew yeah, up. Yeah, right? now if it's their fault, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just picturing uh, a girl that I dated that it was serially her fault on why her relationship with her mom was always terrible. And yeah. of course her dad wasn't in the picture, you know, at all. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason why a 24 year old would be dating a 37 year old. But, <laughs> um, but have you ever had to deal with a stalker of somebody that man? So <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't a direct stalker. So this was a girl, um, who I, Met through a dating app a long time ago during medical school. Um, we hooked up a little bit, whatever. Um, but I found out <laughs> that when I was uh, in a relationship with my last girlfriend, that this girl was like stalking my girlfriend's Instagram stories, um, was looking at them religiously. Then I found out that... Uh, the girl that she so my girlfriend would go get spray tans every now and then and this <laughs> this girl that i and this was one time that i hooked up with her yeah. it wasn't like we were talking or anything like that i found out oddly enough that this girl went to the same lady to get a spray tan which, <laughs> which it was my it was my ex's best friend who was doing the spray tan so yeah. she went to her and said hey I want the exact same spray tan that insert my ex's name got. And I was like, I was, I was, you know, the, the initial, the initial response. How did she inform you about it? Like she advertised it? Well, no. So my, my girlfriend had told me, she was like, Hey, like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Who does the spray tans told me that this girl, <laughs> this girl showed yeah. up. And she's like, hey, so what kind of spray tan do you want? And she literally said, I want the exact same one that blank got. And so when my girlfriend told me, you know, first first yeah. initial response, I'm like, oh, man, look at you, RJ. But then yeah. I was like, wait, this is kind of creepy. <laughs> so I immediately went on all my social media yep. stuff, like unfriended her, blocked uh -oh. her, did all these things. And I was like, uh-uh. Okay. I was like, I don't even. This See, this girl <laughs> is thinking 
that she's doing exactly what it takes in order to get RJ Turner. Yeah. She's going above and beyond. <laughs> she wants to be your exact type and make you fall in love with her. And one day she fucking wakes up and you just unfollowed her on every platform. And she's telling her friends that you're a fuck boy and that you ghosted her. Probably, but I hadn't talked to her in like three years. That's the crazy part Ooh, about it. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't even like anything recently. It yeah. was a long, long time ago. <laughs> so that was the creepiest part about it. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, so I actually have a friend that told me a story. Uh, and unfortunately, she was the creepy one. Yeah. Uh, but she gave me the details <laughs> about how she was in love with this guy that she had matched with on Tinder uh-huh. who was in town from somewhere in louisiana okay and uh they had a little bit of a you know you know a fling i guess mm-hmm. and then she found out that he was married oh god and um <laughs> she thought that this man was in love with her because he had told her that he loved her they you know they had regularly hooked up whenever he came in town on business yeah and one day she's at brunch with her girlfriend and she decides that after the dude's starting to pump the brakes and say, hey, I want to figure it out with my wife, right? Yeah. Uh, that she's going to fucking sabotage it. She goes to like true people search, finds the wife's fucking cell phone. Oh, my goodness. Picks up the phone while she's like, you know, three champagnes deep, right? Bottles of champagne, not, not uh, oh, glasses. Calls the wife and tells her about the entire affair. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what good do you think is going to come of this? And she said, I think that uh, she's going to kick him out and he's only going to have one place to go. He's going to come running into my arms. Isn't that crazy that people actually fabricate things like that in their minds? When people start having sex, all all hell breaks. I mean, it's it's crazy. Understood. Understood. So let me ask you this, man. So when you're in a relationship, right, family is super important. Yeah. Uh, Friendships are obviously important. Very important. Whenever you're in a serious, committed relationship... How do your relationship with your friends change? Man, so, and that's something that I kind of dealt with initially in my last relationship. But I, I think that, and it's something I learned as well. Uh, you definitely, it's very important that you need to keep your friendships with your friends mm-hmm. because, I mean, they were there before the significant other came into the picture. And they're going to be there after exactly. she, if it doesn't work out. Exactly. Yeah. So I you know, I do think that, you know, girls do get jealous. They do get mad because um, I'm one of those people who has a very good relationship with my friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk 24-7. We have a group thread. I mean, it's a lot of my buddies from college. So that they always are skeptical at first because it's not even necessarily guys that live in Houston. Yep. Um, so so when they, they see phone numbers yeah. that are like 787 <laughs> phone numbers. They're like, who, who is that? Who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> who is that? What are you doing? Da, da, yeah. da, da, da. Well, I haven't met that person. That's always, oh, I haven't met that person. Yep, that's a um, But, you know, I think there is a healthy balance um, because obviously it's, it's, it's kind of asinine and ass backwards. But when you get in a relationship, the girl technically takes majority of your time um but i think in a perfect world there should be like a 60 40 balance like interesting you think 60 40 like girl 60 40 your guy just because your friends just because i mean you're with you're with your girl all the time um and i mean it's not like you're sleeping with your friends yeah (laughs) yeah um but i think i think the best possible scenario is first off 
you you pray and and I and I take the value of my friends a lot in terms of like girls I'm dating. Mm-hmm. You pray that your friends like your girl because if that happens, then you guys can like do things together. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. then that's the perfect world. But in the perfect, you know, world, the yeah. world is not perfect, and that doesn't always happen. Um, but whenever if I'm talking to a girl, my friends don't want to hang out with her and they, <laughs> they don't like her for whatever reason. Yeah. I would just ask them. I'm like, what, what what's the deal? Because yeah. I know from my standpoint, being a friend to my friends, if they're dating somebody I don't like, I'm like, look, man, this is what I don't like about the girl. So yeah. you can take it a grain of salt or you can make <laughs> they don't cancel you it. because of that. Right. No, no? no. Well, you probably approach it with some element of validity. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah there's some hey, validity. she did this. Yeah, yeah. This is the way that I perceive. This. I never see it like once and then say something. It's like a continuing yeah, um, yeah. habit. So what happens if the, you said you hope that the guys mm-hmm. like your girl? What happens if your girl doesn't like your guy friends? Is that a hard pass? Like you're going to totally <sighs> that dropper? Man, I haven't come across that yet. Um, and I pray I never do. Yeah. But I feel like it just puts a, a stranglehold on the relationship. Because yeah. no matter what, it's going to be like, oh, let's go take a trip with my friends and their significant others yeah. or whatever. And then your girlfriend's like, well, I don't want to go with them because I don't like them. And then it's like, well, fuck. Now, when you say college friends, though, this is Vanderbilt. Yeah, this, this is this, medical school. Yeah, this is Vanderbilt. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, most of my friends are from Vanderbilt, and then I've still talked to like maybe like four or five people from high school that I like keep in touch with. Yeah. And then medical school, there's like three or four of my boys who I'm like I talk to all the time. Yeah. So most of it is college. Yeah. Understood. Well, right before uh, we jumped on the podcast today. You'd mentioned that you had a friend for the last 20 years who I posted on Instagram yeah. on Wednesday. <laughs> and I'm going to blast him right now because he it. deserves it. Do it. But his name is Michael Wilder. Yep. And Mike Wilder said, Jeremy, I'm going to come on your podcast. I want to be a guest. <laughs> and after I posted this motherfucker, he started getting blooded from DMs with girls that follow him. Oh, God. That also follow my podcast and listen to the podcast. And I don't know if he's... Hooking up with them, talking to them, whatever it is. But your boy, Mike Wilder, got cold feet and said, I don't want to come on the podcast. Yeah. What's up with that, dude? Did he give you any insight into what happened? So, Mike, I don't – all he said was he had mentioned – he's like, hey, (laughs) this guy Jeremy wants me to go on his podcast. And I was like, oh, that's dope. Like, it's a dope idea. And then he was like – maybe like two days later, he said, man, these girls are hitting me up talking about (laughs) – like blah 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 like are you really gonna go on the podcast and all this stuff and he's like i don't think i should do it and and i I mean my whole thing is it's like look unless you're gonna go like marry these girls and like or you want to actually date any of these girls and why can't you get on the podcast well well, first of all you've come on the podcast today and you're being open honest transparent what skeletons are in the closet that you don't want somebody to find right like in a perfect world you come on and you say Hey, I like brunettes. I yeah. want them to be career motivated. <laughs> I want them to have a... Like, damn, what did he think was going to come up? Yeah, I, I don't know. Mike, uh, I think he still should get on here. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, he, he provides a different aspect. I mean, he, shit, he went to San Francisco out of the blue. Yeah, and Mike, I'm telling this. He went to San Francisco out of the blue to just go on a trip. And he ended up staying there for like two weeks. I love that. Um and it all started off a goddamn dating app. There you go. And I was like, oh, 
fun. I, I mean, I was jealous. I was like, spontaneity. Sp- literally go to San Francisco, and then he didn't book a return flight. Yeah, he's got the flexibility yeah. to do that right now. And do so, more power to him, for sure. I encouraged him <laughs> to do it. I was like, go, leave. Well, good. So, you know, we've talked about a lot today. Yeah. What we didn't talk about was... You know, do you have a type, right? And so I don't think that I want to ask you that question, but the way that I want to phrase it is, do you have a vivid vision uh-huh. when you close your eyes and you picture your life, let's say 20 years from now? Yeah. Do you have a vivid vision on where you're living, what your wife does? Do you have kids? What part of town? What you're yeah. doing? Can you illustrate that for me? Man, I, I've done a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, soul-searching, thinking about that nonsense. Uh, nonsense? <laughs> since, since I've been single. Um, I kind of have a vision of it. Um, I definitely want to be in Houston. Uh, I want to be here for the long run. It's just, I've when I moved away for college and I even went to Tampa for a year after that, and then I came back, I've just like fell back in love with the city. Um, that vision for me, I definitely want kids. Uh, Probably, so I tell, when I get to that conversation with girls at some point, I always tell girls, I'm like, look, first kid, cool, we'll see what happens. Um, when I say see what happens, meaning like if it's a girl, then that second kid, I am I probably am going to do in vitro. To- <laughs> Just to guarantee <laughs> yeah, it's a boy. Yeah, guarantee yeah. it's a boy. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I need a boy. I mean, it's, uh, I, I've, I grew up in a family where... First off, it's me, my dad, yep. and my two sisters, my mom. But what a lot of people don't know is my whole mom's side of the family, I was the only boy oh, out wow. of like 12 to 13 Crazy. like grandchildren mm-hmm. up until my godmom had her son when I was like 9 or 10 or yep. something. Mm-hmm. And it's just us. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like the other boy, well, other boys, the one other boy didn't pop up until like one of my cousins <laughs> had a boy. So. And now he's old enough to like go out and hang yeah. out with him now. So, yeah. I mean, like that, that boy is so young that he literally is about to graduate college yeah. now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was by myself for a while, yep. um, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, some girls like it. So I've got three boys. So yeah. I think nice. I can relate to you because <laughs> your first one's a boy. Then yeah. you can keep trying yeah. 10 times to get a girl yeah because if you have nine boys it's all good right exactly. you, you you make them work through high school you make them buy their own car yeah, yeah. you don't have to pay for a wedding right you're good to go that's but, the, that's the biggest thing dude. all right so finish your vision so you're saying you at least want one boy and one girl yeah all right keep going now living wise so i always said i would probably stay like inside the loop at least probably like in River Oaks downtown area while I'm still That's crazy like, because you're from Clear Lake, right? So you yeah, probably live would, in the big fucking mansion in Clear Lake and man, I, you're still I here hated, for I hated small Clear Lake though. Uh-huh. I hated Clear Lake. Yeah. Um not hated, but it was cool while I grew up, but people say, Hey hey, would you ever go back there? Probably not. <laughs> now I always said probably when I had like my second kid mm-hmm. and then, you know, you need a yard and those type of things yeah, are just but your more career space. Is probably going to be humming. I mean, yeah, then, then I would notes. move further yeah. out, um, to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, girl wise, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's funny. I had a girl ask me that question last night, um, wow. at McIntyre. She was yeah. like, Hey, what's your type? And I was like, <laughs> Well, it's out of the blue. Um, oh, you weren't even on a date with her? No, yeah. no. It was just like, it was a girl who actually was with one of my boys. And she yeah. was like, hey, what's your type? I, I think I have some girls oh, for you. Oh, she was trying to hook you up. Yeah. Right? And I was like, I don't have a type. 
Like, I, I've dated every race. I've looked at a few of the girls on your Instagram, though. I mean, you yeah. like white girls. I like white and black girls. Okay. That's the thing. It's just like, I've, I've dated black girls. I've dated white girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I haven't dated, like, an Indian girl before. But, I mean, I've been with every race. So, yeah. I, I like them all. It's just it's just What nationality on do people think you are? <laughs> a lot of people either... So, white people think... You're Puerto Rican. No, white people think I'm Hispanic. Yeah, okay. Puerto Ricans and Dominicans uh-huh. think I'm Dominican or Puerto Rican. <laughs> Whatever they are. Yeah. yeah, and then black people think I'm, they know, they're like, oh, you're probably from New Orleans, which, yeah, my whole family's, oh, okay. my whole family's from New Orleans, so I'm Creole and black. Sure, understood. Um, but okay. yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who I'm going to marry. It's, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, you're 32 years old, man. Yeah, is, I got some Is time. your biological clock ticking, though? Or are you uh, you it's funny time? because that's always a topic of conversation when we go on family dinner. Um, 10 years ago, I would say it would be 30. And then as I was humming through my 20s, I was like, oh, no way I'm getting married. Um, And then after this most recent relationship, I told my parents, I was like, I could see myself getting married at like 35, 36, because I'm 32 now. It gives me about what a little more time to kind of do what I need to do, get my career settled, and then probably meet... Now, whoever I meet that I feel like I'm going to marry, I'll probably be married within like a year, year and a half. Excellent. Because you know what you want. Yeah, exactly. When you get it. Exactly. When I get it. And then Mm -hmm. I'll travel with that significant other probably for a year, year and a half. And then it's time to start popping out kids just because I've I've had enough of the, I guess, non-kid life. So I... I feel like 36, 37, I could see myself having some kids. I mean, I'm lucky I haven't had kids at this point. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and my boys, we all say we're like, it's yeah. literally like 10 of us in this group, and none of us had kids until the youngest. We added a new guy to the group like a year ago, and he's yeah. 25 now, and he was the one who had the kids. That's hilarious. <laughs> hey, now you got to kick him out of the group. You can't bring that bad energy, right? So. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Well, thanks a lot for sharing your story. Of course, man. Giving me some insight into what you like, what you don't like, yeah. what, you, what, you know, what you view, right? What your vision is. Um, congrats on all of your success. You know, let's say somebody wanted to slide into the DMs with you. How yeah. do they find you, man? Are you going to give out your phone number? Are you going to give out your email? Or are you going to give out your yeah, Instagram? Yeah, so I'll give, my, <laughs> I'll give out my Instagram. It's uh, it's SportsBagMD, uh, spelled just like how it sounds. Like, um, go get your bag through sports? Is that what you're talking about? Or what is that there, 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 There's a deeper story, but okay. we'll, we'll get into that another day. Sure, sports um, SportsBagMD. Bag uh-huh. um, follow me, DM me, whatever. You can get my number on there. Um, <laughs> But if you get my number, I'm interested. We can go on a date. I'm not afraid to go on dates. So. Uh, well, good, man. Well, hey, I really appreciate you coming out today. Always, man. I appreciate uh, you having we've, me. We've hung out for the last 46 minutes. Do you have any questions for me? No, man. Yeah. I, hope that, uh, I hope that you find your happiness and everything that you're I doing. certainly um, hope that I do as well. But we will definitely see each other uh, more now that we know who we, <laughs> know who we are. So Awesome, man. Thanks for coming out. Always, man. Appreciate right. it. See you.